I'd really like you to read it. I can. Great. Do I have to? Yes. Do you want to do the welcome? No. But I'll enter into the welcome. Oh. I'll just be like, hey, welcome! Right. Like that. <laughs> I wonder if you could... Okay. I can't say all the da 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 Why not? Because. Why not? Because I don't want to say the da da Why don't you say hello and welcome? Hello and welcome. Then you'd have to say... La 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 blah blah blah. Okay, ready? No, no, no. I'm not Three, ready. Oh. two, one. You're saying hello and welcome now, right? <laughs> now? Hello and, and welcome. welcome. To the Christchurch Fox Chapel, the fastest growing conservative evangelical, charismatic podcast, Anglican podcast, and all the Fox Chapel. Welcome. Oh, it's so professional. Hi, Church. Welcome to this week's podcast. It's very professional. I'm joined today by you. Never guess. You'll never guess who. Hello, darling. Hello. Who will read for us? Who will, how about if I say that and then it's better if you read. Who will read for us this week's verse of the week? I will. Oh, great. Thank you, honey. It's a reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honour, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness." Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now, concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. This is the word of the Lord. That won't come out on the mic. Thanks be to God. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Very respectful. So, honey, what, uh, what strikes you from this passage? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what really jumps out at you? Well, several things Okay. jumped out at me as I was planning this entire sermon series. Go and, on, then. Uh, no, well, I've forgotten them. I, I think there's two parts, aren't there, to this passage, right? Indeed. So there's, there's, the, there's really this kind of ethical behavior about how they treat one another in terms of what love is mm -hmm. and misunderstandings about intimacy. Mm -hmm. And then there's a commendation for really godly intimacy. Right. So I think, I think it goes from kind of mis, misapplied inappropriate physical kind of love to a really intimate vision of what a loving church looks like when it's working properly. Yeah, yeah, good job. 
Good, good Wait, interpretation. What, what, is that? what an absurdity. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's so, great. That's good. I mean, I like his style because I like the fact, I've always loved that, that chapter four begins with this word finally. And there's like a ton more of this left to go. There's like a whole like two pages finally. left. So it's not finally. Mm -mm. But I, you know, you do that when people are getting bored of your yeah. sermon. Finally. Yeah, my last point. And you're not even halfway through. He asks and urges. I like that. Yeah, like, I like I'm that. asking you and I'm urging you. I always think of that uh, uh, British passport where it says Her Britannic Majesty requests and, and requires. requires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, I mean, there's a strong call, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But then in the Lord Jesus, so it's not him. Right. That as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, and that concept of walking is this um, idiom. Mm -hmm. for how you live your, your life, yeah, and that you do more and more. So they're, they're kind of on the right journey, but there's more. Right. And then there's that, is that typical Paul thing where he's like, you're doing great. You just, you need, a little, you need to do a little more. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. he's that like gentle parent who's can occasionally just call you up into something. It's like, it's like that bit in Ocean's Eleven where Saul says, get in the house. Yeah. That's great, kid. Yeah, that's great. Get in the get house. In the house. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know the instructions we gave you. You, you guys know this. Of yeah. course you do. Yeah. Yeah, for this is the will of God, uh, your sanctification, which, which is that um, being holy or being made holy or being set apart mm -hmm. or consecrated. Right. All those words um, that I think we had last week. And, but it's also a process, isn't it? I, I think... Possibly this is a bit difficult. We, we like to sort of define every term. Right. But uh, typically we, we talk about sanctification as a process, don't we? Like, yeah. I'm kind of holy. In an illegal sense, I'm very holy. Right. Because in a legal sense, I'm Jesus. Right. But in a, a real sense, like what am I really like? Right. Well, you know, I'm a mixed bag mm -hmm. and I'm growing. You're increasingly sanctified. It's like that thing not of perfect. saved, right, instant, mm -hmm. sanctified, Long, continuous process. Right, right. Um, so I've been set apart in Christ for holiness. Right. But I'm in the process of being made holier. Right. And, um, and that's really, the, it's like the stock market. The trend is up. <laughs> but there's lots of spikes <laughs> and lots of pits. Yeah, and I think it takes um, stepping out into a sanctified life to, to do so more because what you have to do is step out, do something that, that doesn't make sense in terms of a, of a human call on mm -hmm. our lives, and then realize that actually it's better. You feel better. Mm -hmm. you, you, there's not a regret, you know, like mm. screaming at somebody and then coming back and, mm. and thinking, oof, I actually, it's not, it wasn't worth it. No. And then not doing it the next time going, oh, yeah, that's much better. So then mm -hmm. I think, you know, God's ways make sense. And yeah. so to to step into sanctification is is something that totally pays off, but it seems really overwhelming when it when it just looks like a list of of how to live. Right. Until you realize like, More oh, they're rules. really yeah. good and trustworthy and even though they don't make any sense in terms mm. of like how God flip flops things. Um, and you know we're better for it. What have been the times in, in our marriage or our own walks with God when when you know the graph has spiked and we've actually been really sanctified a lot right you know when when have we had like a year's growth in a week mm. like this year <laughs> like this year yeah 
Right. Um, so really difficult times tend to be the ones, the right. pressure yeah. times seem mm -hmm. to be the ones where we grow the most. Right. I think. Yeah, the stress moments. Yeah. It's like every little stress moment, whether it's a moment or a moment that lasts for a long mm. time, like a week that is like a hard moment. That's when you get, it's like being put through fire. Right? Mm. You get purified, sanctified. The comfort zone doesn't. It doesn't do anything. It's a nice breather. Yeah, it's a breather, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's actually well, ineffective. The opposite. It yeah, kind of... it can be um, ineffective. So, we're, you know, we're watching, you know. I know. We're watching this SAS, SAS. Program, program on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like you said the other day, didn't you, that, uh, that the guys at the end of the SAS selection course, it's a military selection course, yeah. um, looked stronger at the end of this horrific course. Mm -hmm. And you would think they'd be weaker. Right. Because they've been living off bugs mm -hmm. in the jungle, running riot, crawling through mud. Yeah. But you said they looked stronger mm -hmm. at the end not weaker. Right. And again, it's that same thing. Mm -hmm. Sitting in an armchair would not, which is what we're doing, watching them, right. <laughs> would not have made them stronger. No. Yeah. Well, and so then, then comes a really difficult call. And he says that you abstain from sexual immorality, which is one of those uh, words that I think probably mean a lot more in the Bible than, than yeah, we... than we ascribe. Yeah. Yeah. So this word is, is pornea. Pornea, yeah. And, you know, what, what... You can't probably give a comprehensive description of what that is, but you can give examples of what it is. Right. You know, so, I mean, obviously, pornography would be an example of pornea. Right. Um, but, but really, I think any form of... I think any form of... Um, illicit, unacceptable sexual behavior that is not within a marriage, right? Yeah, any, anything thought life even mm -hmm. outside of a marriage. And that's that sanctification thing, like where the thought life is when you're, when you're further down the sanctification road. Because if you've got to get the physical stuff in order first, mm. then you move along, you right. know. It's like giving up cigarettes or something where you're like, oh, five packs a day, two right. packs a day, five a day. Process. Process, yeah. Yeah, and, pro and process probably worth us saying in, in our culture, perhaps a bit like theirs, there's a saturation of pornea, mm -hmm. where it's, it's, it's considered to be normal. Holy, even, in Holy. some of the belief systems, right? Like you... You do this sexual I like shrine shrine thing, yeah, shrine prostitute. Do this, and then God will bless you. Mm. Yeah. So any any number of excuses for this behavior that comes so easily to our flesh, right, is is provided. Yeah. Which is it, what we're we're in right now, right? Absolutely. If it feels good, do it. Yeah, the the zeitgeist is mm -hmm. exactly that. Yeah. You can have anything you want right now, and if it feels good, then it must be good. Right. And you've been oppressed, and who, who are they to stop right. you? And it doesn't, like, like it says here, like it doesn't take into account um, the image bearer who you are affecting with your behavior or your thought life, right? Yeah. So if you objectify somebody, God takes that personally because they are an image bearer. Right. He is their creator. And so what right. you're doing is denigrating 
something that is beloved by him, which is a wonderful message for the people who might be getting objectified, right? It's, it's a good message for everybody. You, you're a bearer of the image you're of God. You're a bearer of the image of God. So when they abuse you, they abuse him. Yeah, and he takes it very personally. Right. And as he said, you know, Lord is an avenger in all these things. God has not mm. called us for impurity, but for holiness. Spider. A spider? <laughs> oh, look at that. He's going away there. Okay. Oh, he's coming back. Coming back. That That's so weird. We've not had a spider on the podcast is that before. A spider or an uh, ant spider? No, it is a spider. Okay. Um, it's huge. You got it. Well done. <laughs> My hero. Thank you, darling. Now. Oh, did you have more to say about that section? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was just what we were saying. Yeah. We're so right. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, whoever's listening to this probably thinks, like, it was this big. It's like a trash can lid. <laughs> Shelob from uh, Lord of the Rings. Wait, well, we won't say how big it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, this is, this is uh, ridiculous. The spider yeah. thing has really thrown me. But I think um, it, it just says verse 6, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter. Mm -hmm. And brother often, Adelphoi, yeah. includes idiomatically sisters Brother and also. sister, yeah. So, so um, I think probably one of the special things about sexual sin is that it, it involves two people mm -hmm. or three or four, but it, it's not just you. Right. So it's not just, you know, you went and you, you know, robbed a person or whatever. You, right, but if you're if you're doing it consensually, right, yes, um, you're you're kind of tempting someone else into the same thing. Yeah, right. right. You're tempting right someone to join in. Mm -hmm. um, the the same kind of thing, and that's the thing about sexual sin, right? Right. It, it, there's there's a sort of trap for both of you because mm -hmm. a lot of people who are say performing on a camera are in a trap. Yeah, they've possibly even been smuggled in traffic mm -hmm. and are being forced to do it. Right. Right. And, and yet, in a sense, the consumer is also in a trap because mm -hmm. it's really addictive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think then saying that, it really helps us as Christians to be compassionate and not just like, well, here's another thing that we all do, but we're going to judge you for it. Right. Right. We're going to be really compassionate now mm -hmm. and say, no one in this scenario is doing well. No. I, I mean, apart from... The person that owns the, the channel, the producer, I guess, is making money. Yeah, but he, they're not. They're not happy. They're not happy either. No. But it is something, I think, that causes just a lot of destruction. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. And then what does it do? I mean, it really messes. It's part of that image mess thing. You know, we, we talked last week, at least I talked in the sermon about image crafting mm -hmm. and that kind of pressure that we're under on social media to look a certain way and right. our kids, you know, how many likes did I get? Am I a popular person? Well, one negative comment came in and that mm -hmm. seems to just overwhelm all the Everything. positive ones. Mm -hmm. In a sense, it's part of that same story mm -hmm. of image being ruined. Right. 
And we are not looking at people like God looks at people. No. And we're not looking at people as though they were God. Mm-mm. Right. Um, I mean, eight, verse eight is terrifying. I know, right? Unusually tough sentence, I think, mm-hmm. for scripture. Yeah. Like, you know how we say, like, uh, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with this passage right now. Yeah. And what we mean by that is, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like this passage right, right. now. We're not struggling with it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing unclear about this passage. No. Our problem with it is not its lack of clarity. Right. Our problem with it is... How it hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so first half... Um, and this is why we made Wolpe preach it, because it's... Oh, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. No, hate no. mail. It's <laughs> going to get a lot of trouble for yeah, this one. Yeah, um, But then verse 9, it almost sort of flips. It feels like, the, I mean, the, so the editors have put a, a paragraph break there, mm-hmm. and I think that's correct. Right. So we go from this inappropriate forms of intimacy, mm-hmm. which we crave. Yeah. Right, I mean, we're lonely. Well, we crave intimacy. We crave intimacy. And often what people feel that they need is inappropriate forms of intimacy mm-hmm. because we're, in, we're living in such a superficial time right now, especially, that we have thousands of friends, 500 friends, <laughs> and no deep, this is what you know, we talked about in my women's group, we have no deep relationships. Like, who knows you deeply? Yeah, you've got 5,000 Friends followers. or followers <laughs> or people that you communicate with. Yeah. But, but who would you call if you had a, a struggle? Who would you call if you just went, wanted to go for a coffee and really pour your heart out? And the problem is we don't have that. That is more mm. and more and more lacking in this day and age. I know who I'd call if I'd accidentally killed a man and needed the body disposed of. I do. I know who you would call too. <laughs> No name check. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but yeah. concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you've been taught by God to love one another, and that's what you're doing. But I think, you know, and then he says, you got to do it more, more and more. Mm. And I think that's so key, because the more we have, it's like, um, what's Sam's last name? The, Albury. Many. Oh, yeah. Sam Albury yeah. says, like, the, if we had more appropriate intimate relationships, we would seek less inappropriate intimate relationships. Yeah, so, I mean, Sam Albury's definitely someone who's got authority Absolutely. here. Absolutely. So he's, he's gay, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's same-sex attracted. Is yeah. that his, his phrase would be? He's yeah. same-sex attracted. Yeah. Okay. So, and he's someone who's celebrate also, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so this is probably quite a key passage for him in his ministry. Yeah. Because he's talked a lot about... Um, he's all about the importance of church being a family, right. being a community, right. being a place where people within the church go on vacation together. Like mm-hmm. singles, widows, married, and everybody intermingles. You don't just have a couple's dinner right. party yeah. um, and disregard the people who are single or whether they're not married, whether they're widowed, whether they're celibate, whatever it is. Yeah. Loving one another, it, right? It, we have to do that, right? Within our church community, and the more we do that, that's why gangs are so, like, so 
so popular. So polar, like you people are attracted to that kind of gang mentality of like, we look out for our own. Well, I like why our friend uh, in England, who spent most of her time in a gay bar, mm -hmm. went there. Yeah, acceptance. As a straight person. Yeah. Because she was feeling like an outcast. She felt like an outcast. And she was welcomed. Yeah. And so, you know, what's going on when when the gay bar is teaching the church how to, how to behave. show brotherly love. Yeah, yeah. And we need to be much, we're, we're so bad at it. We're so judgmental Yeah. as a church. Um, not this church, but like as the church, we can be so judgmental. And that's a lack of us understanding how forgiven we've we been are personally. And, and how, how sanctified we've been, but how much more sanctification there is yet to right. do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Um, that vision that we've talked about as a, together a lot mm. of, of being far more intimate in a godly way yeah. is a real key to this. Yeah, mean within our church. Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. People just having people over. We served Tom the weirdest meal probably of our life and his the other day, remember? Um, the sprout one. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but he's a part of our family now. And so, like, yeah. he just. The ceremony took drops it. away when you become totally such a close does. friend. He's so. And Joe, and like, there's all sorts of people that, like, just come into our house and are so used to our chaos mm. that we don't have to hide it or worry but about it. You saw it. it a little bit during the pandemic as well when, when people were forming these bubbles. Yeah. And, you know, coming to church and saying, well, well we're a three, we've signed up together, we're a five, you know, like, we've, yeah. we've signed up together. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love it. And That's tomorrow a... we're going to somebody's house who's having construction done. And today she was like, there are bits of ceiling falling off. Like, there's, the windows are all... It's, it's going to be fun anyway. Like, there's no pretense. There's no mm -hmm. posturing or posing or crafting a moment or crafting a, an image. Right. It's, it's reality. It's authentic. Authentic being together. And it's intimate. Yeah. In, and, a, in a godly way. And yeah. he tells us, do this more and more. And the more mm -hmm. we do it, the more we realize... Oh yeah, this is the way to go. Yeah, it's so much better this way. I do remember, uh, you know, before I met you, I was in that life group in that church in in Croydon, and there was this moment that really hit me and hurt me. And it was an invitation to a party, and it was, um, you know, the email list came out. I was like, well, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's Paul and Julian, there's Richard and Sarah, right. and there's da 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 and da da da, you know, da da da. And at the very bottom. And there was a uh, Alex, mm -hmm. like the the afterthought single guy. Right. You know, who we want there. Yeah. But he's last on the list. Yeah. And no one meant anything bad by that. Right. At all. No. But it's just how we think. We think in couples as a church for yeah. some reason. We do. And Paul is, I mean, Paul himself is single. And a right. different letter, right? First, first Corinthians, second, yeah. first Corinthians. Mm -hmm. He starts to say, actually, there are all these advantages to being, being a single, single person. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a higher calling. Yeah. And it should, it should be a very fulfilling life. Right. to be single right. if we're if the church is getting it right mm -hmm. and we as individuals are getting it right, right right i mean like sam albury says like jesus was single and he was the most fulfilled like he didn't seem like an unfulfilled human being <laughs> yeah right indeed and the richness of his conversations yeah. and totally but you can see how the world uh sort of prevailing narrative of the world right now is instant gratification that real love is predominantly physical mm-hmm and uh, this will make you happy. Yeah. Well, and, these, and, the, and that all of these um, surface friendships are enough. 
Right. You know, we and get really comfortable. Like I don't, you know, I don't really mm. want to make a call because it takes too long. I mm. happily text. Mm. But sometimes the call is more important because yeah. it's in the trivia where you really get to know what's actually going on. Yeah. And so I think that's really important. Mm. And I don't really, you know, we're going to close. I don't really get the sort of verses 11 and 12. I, I don't had a friend who was a Christadelphian, which is a sect of, of Christianity that's um, perhaps a little like Jehovah's Witnesses mm -hmm. in some respects. And uh, the Christadelphians will not uh, do a professional job. They won't, they won't hold office or, or uh, take a profession. And it says, you know, aspire to live quietly and mind your own affairs and work with your hands. So a lot of them uh, are like repairmen mm -hmm. and things like that, the right. physical jobs. Right. Um, I don't think it's saying you can't be a lawyer. No, I think what it's saying is mind your own business. Like right. you're not in you're not in this like the relationships you build. Oh, so it is relevant. I think okay. it's re I think it's relevant. Get you it. know, if you're going to be if you're going to be loving intimately in mm. an appropriate way, you're going to find out stuff about people. Oh, yeah, okay. But it's it's not your job to then pass that information on. That's not a healthy relationship, mm. is it? Mm. We want to do that though. It's so tempting to share information. Trade. I have information information like the, you can see it in the kids. You can't tell them a secret if you're gonna if we're gonna get each other something. Right. There's no way because they're so desperate to Did tell. Did you know about the record player? No, I didn't. Well, yeah, I saw it on a, on, a, on the Amazon thing, but no kid told <laughs> you, me. You, you did know about it. Yeah. Because you saw it on our Amazon oh, card. Amazon. Yeah. You didn't hide that one too well. But the other one, I did not know about. Didn't you? No. Huh? See, there you go. See. But you, it's tempting for us too to tell the secret or to share information. Oh yeah. Because oh, I have information. You, you should know this information, or it's just a conversation starter. But that's not our job. Our job no. is to just love people, move right. on, live quietly, mind our own business. Yeah. And as a pastoral couple, I think we'd be toast, mm -hmm. right? Game over. If people thought oh, that every time absolutely. they told us a thing, it was going to go round. Go around. Game over. Yeah. That, that just completely would destroy our ministry. Right. And it will destroy any, everyone has a ministry here in this church. Every Christian has a ministry, mm. right? To your family, mm -hmm. to the people you invite into your home, to your neighbor. The more it becomes a community, the more we're going to know. Yeah. And so mm. it's our job to, to shut up, basically. Listen attentively and then be quiet. That's a, that's a, that's a, a Wolpian crescendo. Oh, there you go. I love it. It's our job to shut up. Good stuff. Well, this has been a podcast of Christchurch. If you could see, uh, we'll, have to, we'll tell you in person. <laughs> Never mind all the social media stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you very soon. God bless from me and from Kat and from an enormous arachnid and the Los Yetis. God bless. <laughs>